All right, all right. What is up? Welcome back to another episode of the Fly Eagles Fly podcast, baby. I'm your host, Jay, and today we are going to talk about, if I sound a little stuffy, I'm getting over a little little bug that I had, um, but feeling better now, I'm getting over it, I'm, I'm hopefully in the back end of this thing, but uh, today we're going to be talking about Eagles Raiders, man. Uh, so if you guys don't know, the Eagles played the Raiders at 4 o'clock on Sunday evening, and they came up short by 11 points, uh, but do not let the score fool you. It was not really even a close game at all. Um, the Raiders really jumped out to a big lead, uh, double-digit lead really early on in the game, uh, and uh, it was just it was all Derek Carr all day. Uh, so let's go ahead and talk into some game notes here. Uh, Eagles fall to the Raiders 33-22. I'm going to talk about some game notes. Uh, then I'm going to do some improvements afterwards, you know, because I, I do I do shit on the team a lot, uh, but I wanted to actually give some pointers on how I feel they could do a little better, uh, just to just to kind of have some just to kind of end it on a, some positivity, uh, and then we're going to do some news around the league, compare the what the actual score scores were to uh, my picks, and again, why you should never bet using my picks, please don't, and then we're going to do some week eight predictions, as per usual on the pod so hopefully you guys had a good week um it was really cool i noticed that last week i didn't really talk much about uh, i didn't talk at all about the zach Ertz trade um but i couldn't be happier for him i really couldn't um it was really really cool to see him uh i think he took a he took a 42 or 47 yard uh pass to the house uh and he became the first player to score with two different teams back to back weeks. That was awesome. I mean, that was really, really, really cool. You know, love Zach Ertz. He's a Philly legend. He's going to be forever a Philly legend. Um, even if Arizona, I don't know if we play Arizona this year. I haven't really looked at the whole schedule. I don't think we do. Uh, but if he, if he does come back, I hope no fans boo him because he is out. He, he gave his heart and soul to the team. Uh, he even, you know, sucked it up. We knew that he didn't want to be here. We knew that he wanted to leave. Uh, he needed a fresh start. I think somewhere else after watching, the whole uh, issue with Carson Wentz pan out and Doug Peterson and stuff. And uh, I think he wanted a fresh start. I think Zacharis wanted a fresh start, but you know what? He re- he stomached it and he put his best out there. He came up, showed up for training camp, uh, did his thing throughout the preseason and then showed up to the regular season ready to go. So, um, I mean, super, super hype for him. Uh, I hope that, I hope the Cardinals go far. Um, and if you're, if any Cardinals fans are listening to this, you got a good one, Zachert. So, um, so really happy for him. Uh, I don't. I didn't talk about it this week, so uh, I didn't talk about it last week. So I figured I'd give you guys my opinion on it. It sucks. Definitely sucks to lose a guy like that. But you know, Goddard's up there now, um, and I know he loves the city of Philadelphia as well. Uh, so I hopefully he can sort of step into that role uh, that Ertz was in. Hopefully, uh, he has all the talent. He has all the talent in the world to do so. Um, I mean, let, let's. I don't know, man. It, it sucks, you know, I've rooted for Zach Ertz for such a long time, but, uh, but yeah, man, uh, it's been really cool, uh, to see, to see how well, <clears throat> excuse me, to see how well, uh, he handled it or not, not well, but he handled himself with some grace this off season, uh, with all the changes. And then on top of that, he, you know, he came in, um, sucked it up and, and, and did his thing. So again, much love to Zach Ertz, much love to Dallas Goddard. 
Uh, hopefully both those guys have successful careers with their teams. Goddard still being on the Eagles. He stepped into the starting role. Uh, and then Ertz is over in, in Arizona, uh, doing his thing there. So, but let's go ahead and get into the game notes here. Uh, I got, so the first thing that I have here is, uh, attacking linebackers. All right. Uh, I know they mentioned it, mentioned it a little bit, uh, during the actual like broadcast, they were talking about, um, the fact that linebacker really is the weakness of this defense. Um, and, and the secondary is a little bit iffy too. Um, now I'll say secondary, but I don't think that corner is necessarily an issue. I think that that, that catch by Zay Jones that Zay Jones made, that was just a great catch by him. There's nothing you can do. I mean, that was a really well-placed ball. Uh, and he really, he went up there and he got it and he got two feet down. There's nothing Steven Nelson could do. That was, it was an indefendable play. Uh, so I don't think our secondary is that bad, but I think the defense or really the weakness of this defense is, has been the linebackers for years and years and years. Uh, last year, the year before the Jim Schwartz era, you know, he, this is linebackers always been a problem. And the one time that they got good linebackers, they were one of the best defenses in the NFL, still one of the best defenses still have some of the best defensive pieces, uh, but haven't really put together under rich Gannon yet. Um, you know, I mean, for Christ's sake, they were, they were dialing up wheel routes, to a fullback, you know what I mean? And taking shots to a fullback, you know what I mean? I mean? You don't see that anymore. I mean, this is not, this is not 1960s, you know, Alabama, right? This is, they're dialing up deep shots to a fullback to attack your linebackers. So, I mean, those are the kind of things that were happening. I mean, Derek Carr was 31 for 34, 323 yards, two touchdowns and a pick. Uh, Maddox caught that off a tip ball uh, in the, in the red zone. Uh, but Derek Carr had, I think it was like a 91 passer rating or some shit like that. Like, it was just crazy. He missed three passes all night. One of them was an interception. Uh, he was super efficient. He got the ball to where it needed to be consistently over and over and over again. I think the Eagles did do pretty well against the run, however, uh, because Josh Jacobs, uh, that, that running attack can be way more deadly than it was. I mean, even though I think Josh Jacobs did have a touchdown, but um, they did a really good job, I feel, of – of, st- of really bearing down and stopping the run. Uh, Miles Sanders, you know what I mean? Miles Sanders went out with an injury. He's got an ankle sprain. I think they said he's out two to three weeks. Um, but he, they were running the ball with him. You know, the first drive, it was a Miles Sanders drive. They, they ran the ball most of the time. They picked up big chunk yardages off the play action. And that's what I, that's what I wanted to see from them. And um, I think that that's the plan. That was the plan. They were going to come out and do that. And unfortunately, Miles, just horrible luck, you know, really is what happened. Because if, if you watch that play, it was a screen pass. Uh, and he was, they, Jalen Hurts dropped back, dumps it off to, uh, to Miles Sanders. And Miles Sanders has a choice to make, right? Because Denzel Perriman's coming down and he's going to, he's going to, you know he's going to lay the wood, right? So he either catches the ball, takes that hit, or he catches the ball and tries to sort of stop and slide and do something, um, and his ankle just kind of gave out on him. And, you know, there's nothing you can really do uh, about that. I mean, that's just a really crazy injury. Um, I saw him, you know, getting carted off to the off the field, and that was kind of tough to watch, you know, poor guy. But um, so – Hopefully, hopefully heals up well. Um, thoughts and prayers with my man Miles Sanders. Hopefully, you're you're back and ready to go two to three weeks. Um, uh, because the Eagles' offense just—you saw how smooth it was able to run when Miles Sanders was out there. When when he was a threat to run the ball, you saw how well 
the Eagles really marched down the field on that first possession. Uh, that's really what I. That's what we as a fan base want to see from the Eagles, and and it seems like they were really trying to do that. And unfortunately, you know, when when your feature back goes down, you know that that really that that threat really isn't there anymore. And um, the the difference between you know. Kenneth Gainwell and Miles Sanders is pretty evident, you know, and, and what they're able to do. Uh, Cause Kenny G, that's what as we call him. Kenny G. Uh, he had a fumble, I think in, in the, the following, he had a fumble, the following uh, drive after Miles Sanders went out. Uh, but he, he's a, I think he's faster than Miles Sanders. He can put the burners on, but Miles Sanders is just way more, I think he's way more physical than people give him credit for. He also, you know, he also has toes. You can also take off. Uh, and he's just, he, I think he's just more of a balance back, uh, more so than Kenny G is right now. Um, you know, but we'll have, we'll have to see how Kenny G grows. I think Kenny G is, is, I like the fact that they brought in uh, Kenny G because he's more of a he's like a ball he's like a better version of Boston Scott kind of um, who again you know had a had a pretty good I mean they brought him in they used him on some screens and uh, you know we saw him get some pretty good yardage too so um, really was a running back by committee I think from now on without Miles in in the uh, in the fold there uh, so let's go ahead and talk about Jalen Hurts um, you know I I've been seeing a lot of these things I think you look at a lot, a lot of like like FS1 and all these different networks they have their their sports pundits go on there and talk about stuff and and um I believe it's Chris Bruce, Chris Broussard said that Jalen Hurts is one of the most one of the most under duress like quarterbacks in the league and I I can't help but disagree and the reason I disagree is because I don't while I don't think that the Eagles as it stands right now Brandon Brooks is out Isaac Samalu's obviously out. You know, they're missing a lot of people right down the middle of that line. Uh, Lane Johnson just came back after dealing with some personal issues, you know, anxiety, depression. So um, really, really brave of him actually to come out and say that he was dealing with that um, and just be upfront and honest with, hey, you know, I'm, you know, this this is a real thing. This stuff really happens to people. Uh, so I have zero issue with that. You know, completely, you, you know, mental health breaks are, I think, important. So I, nothing, nothing uh, wrong with that at all. I think, I think, I think that Lane Johnson took some time off, get your mind right, do your thing, my man. And, uh, and, and really will go at your pace. So, uh, but nevertheless, Lane Johnson came back, had a really good game against Mac, Max Crosby, but a lot of the pressures that Jalen Hurts has been having really, to me, a lot of that stuff is sort of self-inflicted, right? Um, because there's times where the pocket is clean and then he actually just creates pressure by, he doesn't step up into the pocket and deliver a ball. He he'll run out the back of the pocket. And when he runs out the back, you got to think like the, the linemen, the defensive ends, they're on contain, which means that they're going to, they're going to go really, really far down. And if the quarterback tries to escape, they can always break contact. They can, you know, break off or sort of, you know, get off of shed the block by the tackle and then pursue the quarterback, right? That's the whole point of, of a quarterback contain is that you force them to make a pocket uh, and he st- you force them to step up into the pocket and deliver throws. Um, and that's that's what they were doing a lot. You know, Yannick Ngakwe, Max Crosby, they were coming really far down like on a speed rush and forcing Jalen to step up into the pocket and make throws. Uh, and really what, that was, what they were trying to do, they were trying to force him to step into the pocket and collapse the pocket ultimately. But 
force him to step up and make a good timing throw, and he wasn't able to do that consistently. And that's the way that people really – that's the way that a lot of defensive coordinators have been dialing up their pressure versus Hurts. Um, forcing him to step up into the pocket, forcing him to make throws in the pocket, and then when he scrambles away, you know, because he likes to throw on the run, that's where a lot of his plays are made. When he, when he steps up and he tries to scramble – they can they can always pursue him from behind, and he never even feels the pressure. You know, you saw that a couple times versus, uh, you know, you saw that a couple times versus Carolina. Saw that a couple times versus uh, Dallas, where he got crushed a couple. I mean, blasted, blasted. You know, you you see him. He's just not feeling the pressure. He's not aware that I'm going to get hit. Uh, and then we saw Yannick Ngakwe tripped him up. Max Crosby was able to get him. You know, so I think a lot of the stuff that Jalen Hurts does is is very good. I think invading the pressure, he really turns a lot of really bad situations into good ones because he's able to get out. But some of the stuff, when we talk about just stepping up into the pocket, a lot of the pressure is sometimes, sometimes created, right? Where he, run, he tries to jump out the back door and uh, the defensive ends are able to sort of shed the blocks by the tackles and then pursue Jalen. So uh, I think, a lot, and then, once that started to happen more and more often, you'll notice my next note that I have here is, is that he became he dropped his eyes. You know, he dropped his eyes off downfield, right? Uh, if you notice the, that an incredible catch by Jalen Rager where uh, there was like three Raiders, right? And he went up in front of him, just plucked the ball out of the air, landed and ran it for the touchdown. Um, he was open, I mean, wide open for a while, right? Like, I mean, he ran clear across the field. He was open, right the whole time and <clears throat> Jalen didn't even see him uh because he wasn't he wasn't looking you know he either, he either was looking at his first read and he wasn't able to sort of come to his check down which was Rager underneath and I think regardless if he would have gotten it to Rager early when he was free it would have been a touchdown he made it a touchdown regardless uh because of, of, of his athleticism but yeah he was he was running completely Oh, excuse me, he was running completely wide open on the left side of the field before Jalen got to him. So I had to get some water in. Uh, but yeah, man, I, I just I think that he's not really seeing the field as much, which is normally he's a second year quarterback. This is he hasn't even started a full season yet. So um, there's that. But <clears throat> and then also he becomes sort of a run first quarterback. You know, he he drops his eyes down. He's not running with the intention to extend the play. He just takes off running. Um, to pick up the first down, he puts his body in the way, and uh, that's a that's a that's a way to get hurt. That's a way to get hurt, man. Don't don't throw your body down, slide. Don't fight for extra yards, right? So, uh, that those are my gripes with Jalen Hurts. But other than that, I think he's a, he's a playmaker. Obviously, we know he's a playmaker. He's an improviser, um, and I don't know. I think the, there's some speculation that the Eagles are maybe looking at drafting a quarterback. I don't. I don't necessarily know who they would take. Um, I, I don't think that. I, I don't really. This this class really isn't great. Uh, you know, Matt Coral, whatever, whatever. But like, I don't. I don't think that this 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 class of quarterbacks isn't the greatest class of quarterbacks coming out. Um, especially now with, I, I think maybe maybe you can sort of swindle the first round picks for Russell Wilson, right? If you want to do that. Because, uh, I mean, Russell Wilson, not not the greatest situation for him in Seattle. But, uh, but hey, at least he won't have to do so much. He can actually run the ball. Um, 
And, and obviously, we know Nick Sirianni just likes to throw the ball all the time. So, I mean, imagine Russell Wilson with, you know, Devontae Smith and, I mean, craziness. So, to me, I think maybe they can get a Russell Wilson. Maybe they could swindle. Uh, I, don't, I don't even really care if we get Deshaun Watson or not because he just has so much baggage and there's so much different stuff going on with him. It's such a crazy situation that... I don't even care at this point. I don't give a shit if we get him or not. Um, it wouldn't make any difference to me just because I don't, I don't care. I don't, I don't think we're going to get him. He's not going to waive his trade clause to come to Philadelphia. Um, he's probably not going to end up playing this year anyway because of his sexual assault allegations and misconducts and that investigation. Investigations take a long time. Civil lawsuits take a long time, which 22 of them. I can't imagine how long that takes. So I, I don't I don't think that he's going to play any time this year. So I don't give a shit if if he comes to Philadelphia, but um, but Russell, you know somebody like that I think would would be a good target for us uh, because we do have all those first we have th- we're going to have potentially three first round picks because I know Wentz is playing really good right now. Uh, Indianapolis just beat San Francisco, you know, so that's always really good. I, I think Wentz is going to. Wentz returned to form, and I, I miss Wentz a little bit watching him now versus Jalen. But look, man, it is what it is. Uh, I don't know. I, I think there is some speculation though that uh, that the Eagles might draft the quarterback, but I don't know. I don't even know who we're going to take, like Malik Willis or Matt Coral or somebody like that. I don't even really know. You know, I don't. I, I have no idea. But. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know about our, our quarterback situation. I'll, I'll probably cross average when we get there towards the end of the season when it's a little bit more solid, when I actually have a legit. Because uh, I, I think Jalen, we just finished October. I'm going to give him November. I'm going to give him like halfway through November uh, to really, really dial in and see where I'm at with him. Uh, and then I'll let you guys know what I think and who I think we're going to take. But that'll probably be more towards the end of the year. Uh, off season draft things like that, which we will cover. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. So, yeah, man, uh, that that's all I got to say about Jalen Hurts. Um, I, I hope he's able to correct it and right the ship. But I mean, at this point, if you haven't changed it in what what are you you're going on eight weeks now? It's probably not going to happen. So, anyway, let's let's transition to the offensive line because I know that that it hasn't been great. Uh, but I think Yannick Ngakwe really got Dillard a couple times towards the end when they took Lane Johnson out um, <clears throat> and slid my lot at a right tackle. And, yeah, they he got Dillard a few times on that bull rush and was able to get to get to uh, to hurt. So uh, I think my lot had a good game. Uh, I think they did struggle at times. And I, we, we saw sort of the frustration coming out. Um, at the end of the game. And I think Jason Kelsey, you know, obviously we haven't seen him lose it, but I think uh, Corey, was it Littleton? Um, I think his name is Corey Littleton uh, linebacker. I mean, straight up just need him right in the crotch. And uh, you know, who, who was going to like, I think need him or kicked him in the, in the, in like the balls. It's like, what are you expecting to do? Right. And then they were like, Oh, you can't take your helmet off. I'm like, first of all, his helmet was ripped off. Then he got kicked in the balls. Like that, that was, I don't know. I thought that was kind of ridiculous. That was kind of a ridiculous penalty, but you know, 
it's what it is. Uh, I think they did struggle at times, though, uh, with the rush. It certainly wasn't the best game, but it was a solid game. Uh, I think the line and the linebackers' last thing is uh, the weakness of the team. I think the linebackers are the weakness of the team. They're always being targeted. They're always being attacked, um, and there's really nothing that they can do. There's not there's not a number one guy that's going to step up and be a clear cut number one. I think Davion Taylor. They want him to be a coverage guy because he's so young. Um, but he he hasn't had a lot of snaps. He hasn't had a lot of snaps in the in the past couple of years. Um, but he's raw. He was a sprinter at the Colorado. You know, it's just he's really raw. You have to just let him play it out. You have to just let him do his thing. And he's going to make mistakes. He's going to screw things up. But the more reps he gets, I think the more he's going to be there. There was a couple times where he was just in the right spot. That's all we ask of you, Alex Singleton. They, those guys are really good to play with heart but they have a tendency to get run themselves out of a play. Jalen Smith runs himself out of a play. Um, so I think that there was a couple times where Davion was just in the right spot, in the right place, just made the made the, the pass that much harder to make. He was in the throwing lane. I thought that was good. I really, really, really like that. Um, that he's showing kind of flashes of being decent. Um, but yeah, man, it's just the linebackers, dude. Holy crap. Continues to be an, an issue. Uh, and you see when you go against a really efficient quarterback, you know, it's it, they're just going to embarrass you. So, uh, But let's go to now how we can improve. These are just my opinions on how I think we can improve on that stuff. Um, I think you've got to help your linebackers, right? Ways you can do that, bring pressure, right? Bring pressure, make the make the quarterback's job harder. Um, bring pressure. You know what I mean? Pressure those guys, bring those guys down into the box, uh, drop safeties into the box, go singles high safety. I mean, yes, it's it's fine to run a two deep shell, but your 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 guys gotta get home. And that's not happening, right? Your guys gotta get home and it's it's not happening at all. Right? Even even John even Fletcher Cox was saying, like, we're not getting home. I don't even know what the fuck I'm doing, right? No, he didn't say it like that. I don't even know what I'm doing within this within this system. I don't know what I'm doing. Right? Like, how am I, you know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes I'm doing three techs. Sometimes I'm doing four tech. I'm lining this way. I'm lining that way. Like, I don't, I can't even get settled because I'm doing so many different things because Jonathan Ginn doesn't believe in having a system. He just thinks that we should do whatever the players want to do. Right? So, obviously, there's no, Jonathan Gannon isn't helping at all. Um, I think Jonathan Gannon may be a one-and-done situation. If you're asking me, I think it should be. Um, I don't see, I don't foresee this getting any better. Uh, you know, but but listen, the way you can help linebackers drop safeties in the box a little bit more. Bring, don't bring the safety so deep, right? Don't have them so deep. Drop, make them come up a little bit shallower, you know, because the linebackers can't get there. At least the safeties are there. You know what I mean? Don't bring them so don't leave them out to dry. So like the linebackers by themselves dropping the safety so deep, you know what I mean? Especially when, you know, I don't know, especially when I think you have good corners that can actually make, you know, or they have good coverage skills. Uh, I, I don't think that you have to play the safeties that deep. And obviously it doesn't even matter when you have a, like Zay Jones making incredible catches when you have a lot, you know, when you're dropping safeties that deep, it's fine to do so. But then when you're when you have linebackers that can't cover on fullbacks, they're going to take shots. So uh, bringing pressure, getting the quarterback off the spot, influencing the play, those are all things that need to happen to help the quarter to help the linebackers. Uh, but the two main ones are bringing pressure, blitzing a little bit, and then dropping the safeties down a little bit shallow, 
maybe even bringing a couple safeties into the box uh, and so on and so forth. Those are some things that I think are going to help uh, in the long run. Um, I also think that just in general, playing a little bit more man coverage overall, whole, whole defense may help, uh, at least on the outsides. Uh, and just mixing the more pressures. I mean, again, uh, so then helping the, helping the offense, I think just running the ball more, you know, running the ball more. I think when, when Jalen Hurts is running the ball 13 times, right, which is what he did, he ran the ball 13 times against, uh, against Las Vegas. I don't, um, I don't like that too much. I don't, I don't think that that's a great place to be at. Um, especially in this league. Um, if, if you're, if you're playing with a quarterback that isn't named Lamar Jackson, you shouldn't be running 13 times a game. Uh, so running the ball with the running backs more, please. That would be nice. And then short passes, you know, short, they don't have to be these deep passes all the time. Um, I know Jalen's been having a real rough time with a lot of his timing routes, um, out routes, you know, planting the foot, turning the hips and just letting it loose. He's having a problem with that. Um, he's just having an issue, you know, getting those things down. But, um, but yeah, short passes, you know, slants, um, curls, whatever it is, just to kind of get him in a rhythm, shallow crossers, whatever, just to get him in the rhythm, uh, and, and letting him do his thing. So, uh, th- those are, those are things that I think can overall help, help us improve, uh, and just playing disciplined ball, you know, play disciplined, right? I, I think that one thing I have to give this coaching staff credit for is the penalties. One of the most penalized teams, they've been very, very good the past two games. They've been pretty good. I think, yes, there's been some screw-ups, but they overall, they've been very good the past two games um, against the Bucks and then against the Raiders of actually playing disciplined, lining up correctly, so on and so forth. So I have to give them credit where credit's due. They figured out that problem, um, at least for the time being. But uh, I'm going to give them credit, and that's the ways I think they can uh, they can improve upon this team and then obviously you know there's some roster upgrades that i would like to see as well particularly at linebacker particularly at say uh corner safety uh more so in the long run because uh, i do I, I do like our our i like the pieces that we have on defense i just don't think that um they're gelling right now underneath jonathan gannon the defensive coordinator uh so that is, that wraps it up. That is the Eagles segment of the Fly Eagles Fly podcast. And now what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and transition to some news around the league. And uh, if you're new, this is where I compare my picks. So I make a predictions. I compare my predictions to the actual results of every game. So, uh, so the first game we got here is Cleveland versus, uh, or Cleveland versus Denver. Uh, Cleveland defeats them 17 to 14. I thought Denver was going to win. I had Denver plus three because Cleveland had a bunch of different, had a bunch of injuries. Um, I Baker Mayfield obviously didn't play. Case Keenum was in there. Hold up. Sorry if you had to hear that, but I had to get some water going. <coughs> I, I thought, I thought Denver was going to win because Cleveland had a lot of issues. Odo Beckham Jr. obviously wasn't there. Um, Baker Mayfield, my man, wasn't there. So I thought Denver was going to take it, but Cleveland won that running game. Uh, Case Keenum, he played ball enough to win. LB was really low scoring, 
14 to 17. Uh, the Giants, I mean, they routed Cal- uh, Carolina. I thought Carolina was going to win. I thought Carolina was going to win. I thought no way Carolina pushes the Eagles to the edge and and then gets blown out to the Giants. It just goes to show you that how truly bad the Eagles are was that a team that's getting blown out, it was a struggle come from behind win for the Eagles. So it, it was bad. It was bad, man. Um, so I, I picked Carolina plus one because I thought it was going to be close, but I thought Carolina was going to win. The Giants routed them by 22 points. Uh, <coughs> New England defeats New York Jets. <coughs> 54-13, uh, Zach Wilson did go out with a knee injury. I don't know if he's going to be playing this week. I didn't really follow up on his injury, but I know he went out with a knee, and I think they said he sprained his PCL or something like that. Uh, I think that's what he had going, but again, I don't know if he's going to be playing uh, this upcoming Sunday. I have no idea. But uh, but yeah, that was a routing. 54-13, my pick was New England plus three. Uh, Tennessee defeats Kansas City. I For some reason, I knew this was going to happen. I picked Tennessee plus three. I thought it was going to be closer. And literally, my game, my notes for why I picked Tennessee was because I thought that Kansas City's defense was that bad, and they are. I mean, Kansas City defense sucks, bro. Every time Patrick, if, if, if they don't get the ball first, right, <coughs> if they don't get the ball first and score, Patrick Mahomes is always playing from behind. Always playing from behind. I mean, he did it so many times last year. I think they they just become comfortable with it. But he's always playing from behind. I mean, that that's got to be the worst. Every time he steps on the field, he's down seven. And then if they don't score, they're down fourteen. It's just <coughs> it's unreal. Excuse me. Uh, Green Bay defeats uh, Washington football team. I mean, nothing else to say there. Washington's not a great team right now. Uh, My pick was Green Bay plus seven, so I got that right. I nailed this one. Nailed it. Uh, Atlanta defeats Miami 30-28. to My pick was Atlanta plus three because we get a a first-round pick from Miami. Cool with me. Miami moves into, I believe they're still in top five. Uh, Cincinnati uh, defeats Baltimore 41-17. That was kind of a shocker. Jamar Chase went off, right? That was really cool to watch um, him and Joe Burrow. My pick was Baltimore plus three. I thought that Baltimore was playing from behind. They had back-to-back really big wins coming from behind, uh, and so I, I thought they were going to win that. But they didn't. They they did not. Uh, you know, Cincinnati really, really w- was a closer, right? They just They just turned it on towards the end and really closed out Baltimore. But I think a lot of people just kind of pack it in after two. When you're up two scores and you're in the fourth quarter, a lot of guys just pack it in. Cincinnati didn't, and they beat Baltimore. (coughs) The Rams defeat Detroit 28-19. My pick was the Rams plus seven. Um, Yeah, I mean, Detroit sucks. Bad. Um, So, yeah, man. I've I've much more to say later on when I get to my predictions, um, but yeah, Rams Rams are a Super Bowl contender. Detroit's a horrible team; you haven't won yet, so obviously you're going to pick Rams. I said Arizona versus Arizona defeated Houston thirty-one five. My pick was Arizona plus three, but I also said it always seems to be these peculiar teams that beat like undefeated teams. Not the case. Not the case uh, there with 
<clears throat> in Houston, uh, they are exactly who I thought they were. Trash, trash, garbage. Um, Arizona really makes quick work of them. Routes them thirty-one to five. Just un- unreal. Uh, Indianapolis defeats San Francisco, um, thirty to eighteen. I picked Indianapolis plus three. Carson Wentz has been playing really good. Um, eleven interception, eleven touchdowns, one pick so far this year. Um, he's been playing out of his mind, which is you know good for him. <coughs> God, I'm sorry, guys. Keep coughing. Uh, New Orleans defeats Seattle thirteen to ten. My pick was New Orleans plus three. So I won that one. A uh, boring game. Holy shit, that was boring. Um, didn't really even watch it. I don't even know why that was on on Monday. That was bad. All right. Green Bay. Or no, I'm already done with that. So that was my picks against, right? That was my uh, picks versus what actually happened, how they actually went. Um, I did I did all right, man. I did all right. Let me, let me scroll back here. Um, I lost... I lost to Denver, Carolina, what else, Uh, Baltimore, and that was it, man. I lost three. Everyone, Everything else, I I was good to go. Um, I got the New England pick right, not the points. I got the Tennessee pick right, not the points. Green Bay, the pick right, not the points. Atlanta, the pick right, not the points. Baltimore, I got neither of them right. L.A. Rams, I got the pick, not the points. Uh, Arizona, again, picking out the points. Indianapolis, picking out the points. And New Orleans, I got the pick and the points on that one, baby. Let's go. So, did pretty well. Uh, I was three, four, I don't even know how many games were played, So, uh, but I lost three of them. So, let's transition to our week eight predictions, all right? Uh, <clears throat> week eight's a little bit more hectic than I think last week was. Um, so, you got... Green Bay, first game tonight, Thursday, October 28th. <clears throat> we got Green Bay at Arizona. I'm going to take Green Bay plus three. Now, the reason I'm going to take Green Bay is because I think Aaron Rodgers is playing out of his mind. Um, I think he's going to – I don't think he's going to embarrass Arizona, but I think that he's, uh, he's going to play well enough to win. Uh, I think they're going to – I think Arizona's going to give him the ball back with just enough time for him to go down the field and uh, and kick a field goal to win. That's what I think is going to happen. So I'm going to take Green Bay plus three. I'm going to take Cincinnati plus ten at the Jets because I don't think the Jets are are I don't think the Jets are with Zach Wilson. Uh, so yikes, yeah, that's going to be bad. Uh, and Cincinnati just came off of a big win versus uh, the Bang uh, Blue Ball are at Baltimore. They came off a big win at Baltimore. So if they did that to Baltimore, which is a good team, what are they going to do to the Jets, which is actually objectively a horrible team? Uh, I'm going to take Indianapolis plus three versus Tennessee. Uh, Carson Wentz is coming off of uh, a win, two big wins. Um, Yeah, Carson Wentz, I mean, I think Wentz has been playing great uh, these past two games. So, yeah, man, he's coming off a win versus San Francisco. I really, really, really... uh, I'm enjoying watching the way Wentz is playing because uh, it reminds me of just when the Eagles were okay. Um, so I'm going to take Indianapolis plus three versus Tennessee. Um, but you never know. I think Tennessee is always a really good game. I'm just, this is really just more so a heart pick because I like Carson. Um, LA Rams, I'm going to take them plus 10 versus Houston. I mean, I don't really need to expound upon that. 
Rams, Rams versus Texans. I mean, come on. Uh, I'm going to take Cleveland plus three versus Pittsburgh if Baker plays. If Baker plays, then I'm going to take Cleveland. If he doesn't, I'm going to take Pittsburgh. Now, I know I'm going to stick with my Cleveland plus three regardless, right? But if Baker does not play, I think Pittsburgh is probably going to win that game. Uh, reason being, not, not that I don't trust Case Keenum, but <coughs> again, I, I don't know, man. It depends on Baker. I think the, the team really likes and, and rallies around Baker. So I'm going to take Cleveland plus three, but that game is going to depend on if Baker plays or not, but I'm just going to stick with it, win or lose. Um, I'm going to take Philadelphia plus three versus Detroit. I hope if we, if we lose to Detroit, if we give Detroit its first win, all right, I am going to stop this podcast. Um, I'm going to sell the equipment and I'm going to, I'm going to go into hiding. I mean, I'm going to sell the equipment, all the mics, the tables, the chairs, everything. I'm going to sell it all my laptop, and I'm going to go into hiding. I'm going to go into hiding deep, you know what I mean, in the Lehigh Valley somewhere. I'm going to go hiding, right? And I'm never going to, I'm never going to watch the Eagles play again. Um, I'm going to be almost like the Willard Preacher. I'm just going to sit outside and tell people how awful the Eagles are and just tell them that they suck, even if they win a Super Bowl for some magic reason the next few years, which I don't think is going to happen. But... It doesn't matter to me. If we lose this game, I will go into hiding. I will go into hiding. I'm selling everything. And I'm going into hiding if we lose this game against Detroit, a winless team. All right? I am going into hiding if we lose this game. All right? <coughs> Even if we win ugly, I'll take an ugly win over a really good loss. If they beat us by a field goal, I'm going home. I'm, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. I'm leaving this podcast. I'm selling everything, and I'm going into hiding. All right, so Eagles, we better win this game. Uh, Chicago versus San Francisco. I'm going to take Chicago plus three. Um, <clears throat> San Francisco's not been great, right? And San Francisco's got not been great. Mind you guys, I, I picked San Francisco to win the AFC West, right? Or the NFC West. The NFC West stinks, Right, Seattle's not good. San Francisco's not good. Um, the only two good teams are the Rams in Arizona. Uh, so to me, man, I really screwed that up. I, I bought into the hype of San Francisco. Never again will I buy into the hype of Jimmy Garoppolo. He stinks. <coughs> no, I'm just joking. Um, I, I'm never gonna. I'm not buying into the hype of San Francisco ever again. They have to actually. They have to physically be in the Super Bowl for me to be like, okay, maybe they're a good team. You know what I'm saying? I I, I don't trust this Kyle Shanahan, Jimmy G, all this, you know, really all they do is run the ball and blah, blah, blah. It's like, dude, come on, son. Come on, son. They're obviously not that good. So I'm going to take Atlanta plus three. Or I'm going to take Chicago plus three versus San Francisco. Uh, next game is going to be Atlanta versus Carolina. I'm going to take. Atlanta plus three. Carolina made me look stupid um, multiple times. So I'm never picking. I'm never picking Carolina to win a game. Even if they go on a winning streak, I'm never picking them to win a game. Uh, I'm going to take Atlanta plus three versus Carolina. I think Carolina is in a bad, bad, bad slump. Uh, I'm going to take Buffalo plus seven versus Miami. Um, I think Buffalo just came off a bye. Uh, I believe they lost 
they lost and then went into a bye week, um, which is probably which is not the greatest way uh, to go into it. So, no week seven. We go to week six. Uh, week six, yeah. So they went from they went into a bye after. Where the Bills at? Yeah. So they lost to the Titans, and then they went into a bye week. So they went into a yeah yeah they went into a into a, the. They went into the bye on a loss. Um, I think that kind of stings when you go into a bye on a loss. I think Sean McDermott's a good enough coach to get them back on track, which I think they will. So I think Buffalo, I'm going to take Buffalo plus seven in a division game versus Miami. Uh, the Chargers, I'm going to take them plus three versus New England. I think they were on a bye week last week as well, coming off of a blowout loss to to Baltimore. I think the Chargers are off a bye. I think they're going to I I think that Justin Herbert's going to going to bounce back after this because no way you lose that bad, dude. I mean, no way you lose that bad going to a bye and you're cool with that. Like, no. You got to be pissed off. So come out, take your anger out. It kind of stinks that you come out and then you have to go against one of the greatest defensive coaches of all time. That does suck, but I think you're going to come out, you're going to play well. That's what I believe. I think that Justin Herbert's going to come out and play well. Uh, so I'm going to take Chargers plus three. I'm actually going to take the next one is Jacksonville versus Seattle. I'm going to take Jacksonville plus three versus Seattle. Uh, Seattle's bad on defense. There's no Russell Wilson there. I don't believe in Geno Smith. I just think Jacksonville's going to win. They've been in a couple of close games this year. Uh, I think that this may be sort of a signature game that they could say, you know what, we we beat a team. I mean, Seattle's two and five, so they're not great. But uh, I think that this this will kind of be a Jaguars staple, if you will, uh, win, right? If if they beat Seattle, this will be a good one. Um, I'm going to take Denver plus three versus Washington football team. I think Denver, Denver pass rush is going to make Taylor Heineke a little, whew, it's, it's going to be a little uncomfortable for him. That's not going to be a great game. Uh, I'm going to take Tampa Bay plus seven versus New Orleans. I think Tampa Bay is the best team in the NFL. Listen, I like Arizona. <coughs> Arizona has been great. But uh, to me, Tampa is the best team in the NFL. Um, with even I think you just, when, you, when, you have, when you have when you have the GOAT on there, I think to me, you have the GOAT. He went off. You have a really good defense. Um, outside of the secondary, they've been having some issues, but to me, Tampa is the best team in the NFL. So I'm going to take them plus seven versus New Orleans. Uh, Dallas is really close up there. I, I think Dallas is plus ten. Uh, I got Dallas plus ten versus Minneapolis. Dallas is on fire. They had a bye week. Um, they're five and one. I think. I think Dallas uh, is is going to blow the doors off of Minnesota. And I'm going to take Kansas City plus one versus the New York Giants. The New York, New York played really well against against Carolina, and um, I, I mean KC. Holy schnikes! If you lose to the Giants, dude, that's going to be you know that's going to be whew, man, that's going to be a cold day in hell when you lose the, if you lose to the Giants because I'm, first of all, I'm never going to hear the end of it, right? Um, I'm never going to hear the end of it. And just please just do us all a favor and beat the Giants, please. Right. That that would be nice. Thank you. But um I don't know, man. 
I, I think Giants played really well against Carolina. I think the Giants have a really a pretty good defense, man. Uh, I think they match up well against Kansas City. I think they do. I think they're going to play the deep shell coverage uh, that, that everyone does against KC. And um, Patrick Mahomes has just been hit with the turnover bug, man. So if you can come out, score early, I mean, who knows? You know, if you come out, score, score early, put Patrick Mahomes behind. For, if he feels like he has to play from behind again, you know, maybe you pitch a shot out. But I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's probably going to be a close game. But uh, two bad teams are facing each other. One of them just has a really good quarterback. So I'm going to take Kansas City plus one to beat the Giants, but not by much. I think, I don't know. I There was, ooh, yikes. Yikes, it's Monday Night Football, man. So that has been, excuse me, that has been another episode of the Fly Eagles Fly podcast, ladies and gentlemen. If you enjoyed Please, please consider subscribing, rate five stars. Um, we, I am definitely working on getting the camera in here also for the Lunch Table Podcast and the Fly Eagles Fly Pod. Hoping to get a little camera action going um, so that you can actually see my face when I speak. So hopefully um that'll be that'll be on the horizon within the next couple of weeks we'll be looking at getting a youtube channel up we'll be looking at uh getting some cameras going so hopefully you guys stick around hopefully you guys enjoy the show enjoy the content uh if you have any questions anything you want to ask me anything you want me to talk about shoot me a message on instagram twitter facebook all those different social medias shoot me a message and i will ho- i'll be able to talk to you about whatever you want to talk about. So, um, or I'll be able to cover it on here on the podcast. Uh, generally I try to have it up on Wednesday. Yesterday was kind of hectic. I wasn't really feeling too good either. Um, probably one of the worst days, um, so far was yesterday just with this. I don't know if it's cold. I don't know if it's allergies, but I just feel really, I, I just can't breathe. I'm coughing all the time. It sucks. Um, but yesterday had to postpone it, but usually I try to upload on Wednesdays. Uh, but today is Thursday, uh, Wednesday, Wednesday, Thursday is when I like to have these up by. So, uh, so please, if you enjoy rate five stars, go ahead and comment. Let me know. Shoot us, shoot me a message. If you have anything in specific you want to talk about, um, I like football, I like all teams. So it doesn't have to be just the Eagle stuff related, but it can be any team if you're a fan of it. Uh, but yeah, this has been another episode. It's been your boy, Jay. And I'll see y'all next week. Deuce, deuce.